With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Blue Wire. We'll use it all and you can just react, okay? Cool. I I am incredibly good at being reactive. (laughs) You're so reactionary. I am not reactionary. (laughs) I am reactive. And it is words have meaning. <laughs> let's let's make some words. And the last thing I want to be labeled as is a f-ing reactionary. Hello, hello, and welcome to Unsalvageable, a Utah Jazz podcast, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, with me, Sarah Todd, Jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host, Greg Foster. Greg, there's a new it's a new sheriff in town. <laughs> that's that's the <a> question. <laughs> no further comments. Yeah. So the big news is that the Utah Jazz hired Danny Ainge to be CEO of Utah Jazz Basketball, which means the basketball side of things, not the business side of things. So that's understandable. And alternate right. governor, which means he can go to board of governors meetings while. Ryan Smith continues to have a different job. Um, we like build that out and get an alternate governor for the state of Utah. If only. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yesterday was the introductory press conference for Ainge, uh, just short hours after his hiring was announced. And if I'm being completely honest, I came away with more questions than I did answers. That's that always great. Always great when you're introducing someone. There, there seemed to be quite a bit of pushback from Ryan Smith and from the Utah Jazz on the idea of like, okay, well, Ainge is here, so who's in charge, right? What's, what's the decision-making hierarchy? And I think that that's what fans want to know. Very legitimate question. Because fans want to point the finger at someone, whether for a good decision or a bad decision, right? Yeah, we want to know who's in charge. Right. And I do today, I don't have an answer for that. Um, Great. Exciting. I mean, if, if we are looking at titles alone, CEO sounds pretty big. Uh, yeah. At the same time. Why does a basketball team need a CEO? That's that's weird. That's the thing. It's like, um, okay, so first question of the press conference came from me to Ryan Smith. And I said, because as he was introducing Danny, he said, you know, this is an unprecedented role. It's a role that hasn't existed for the Jazz before. It's a unique role. And so I said, unique how? Describe the role to me. And... He said that it, you know, it, it allows Danny to come in and to help out and to offer his expertise and, and that he's, you know, and that Justin is still the general manager and he's been doing a great job on the day-to-day operations. And that is still the case because Danny is not going to be working on day-to-day stuff in the way that Justin Zanuck is. And that, that's not an answer to that, that question. That, that didn't answer the question at all. So all then, I heard was like, 
like a whole laundry list of platitudes. So then Ryan Miller from KSL.com, he came in with the second question and he asked Danny, how is this role different from the role that you had in Boston, which was president of basketball operations? And Danny said, well, I think that Ryan just answered that. And, no, he didn't. And then, and then he said that, you know, he also used the term load management as a joke because he used to work like 16 to 18 hour days in Boston and he doesn't want to do that anymore. And so this is going to give him a little bit more freedom. And Wait, that- he worked 16 to 18 hour days to like get bounced in the playoffs every year. Listen, Danny Inge does have an impressive resume. If you're looking at it in the scope of like GM's resumes, there's not a lot that have a lot of things to be proud of. I think there's like four finals appearances, one championship, um, over a dozen trips to the playoffs. Uh, one of the best deals in the last 20 years with the, uh, bringing in the big three that were in Boston to get that championship. I watched him fleece the Sixers more than once. And so, you know, there's, there's definite respect for Ainge across the NBA, as far as a front office executive role goes, but, but I don't, I don't know exactly what his role is because it wasn't described. And so as, as the press conference goes on, then Eric Walden from the Salt Lake Tribune, he asks, you know, it's sort of natural to have questions of hierarchy. So what is the hierarchy? And Ryan Smith says, well, you know, it's clear who the guy is to call. It's Justin Zanuck. And then later on, I said, respectfully, I disagree. I don't think it is clear who the guy is to call because you bring in Danny Ainge. I mean, that's a name, right? Yeah. That's a, that's a big name. It's Um, a, it's a big name. When you give him a title, like CEO, like it doesn't make it clear. Exactly. And, and Ryan, Ryan contended that Justin Zanuck is the general manager. He's the day-to-day guy, but saying that he's the day-to-day guy still doesn't get at the question that we have of like, um, and I, I wrote, I wrote a column for Deseret.com. I would love people to go and read that today. Let's, and I, in the column, I say, let's look at two hypotheticals. Okay. One hypothetical is that the jazz make a, like a move or two or don't. And they go through the playoffs and they win the first championship ever for the jazz. If they don't make any moves, I think that we're probably looking at Justin Zanuck and saying like, he did that. Right. Right. If they make a move post today, it might be Danny Ainge that people are pointing at and saying he did that. Now, the other hypothetical is that the Jazz make a move or don't post today. They flame out in the first or second round for a couple more years. Uh, Donovan Mitchell nears the end of his contract, decides that he doesn't want to stay here. He wants to play somewhere else and win for it and play for a title. And he leaves and the Jazz, you know, Crash and burn, basically. Someone will probably be fired. Who, who is that person? Yeah, exactly. Who, who who is that? And I, you know, I I tried saying this when we were talking with Justin Zanuck, with Ryan Smith, and and getting that point across, and and they're saying, you know, yes, like fans, writers, media, uh, anyone want they want to point at someone. They want to be able to say who. Who did it? Who was the regime that did it? And and that's completely true. 
also what is true is that often within these NBA front offices that decisions aren't made solely by one person. And I think that we all get that, that it's all like a collaborative effort to come to a decision. But then at the end of that, one person goes to Ryan Smith and says, this is the decision. Right. Let's say that Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck go to Ryan Smith with differing decisions. Then what? Like, who are we siding with? Right. Like, if there's no hierarchy, then it means that just bottom line, Ryan Smith has the final say yes or no, and that he's going to go one way or the other based on based on his opinion. Yeah. I mean, you can't you can't run a basketball organization, a basketball team, a basketball operations like strictly on vibes. There needs to be like an order of operations and like a totem pole. Yeah. And like maybe maybe we're wrong. Maybe this is a new day for the NBA. Maybe this democratic system and a collaborative culture is going to be a shift, but it still feels like at the end of that day, someone has to make a recommendation to Ryan Smith. Yeah. I also wouldn't put Danny Ainge and democratic system in the same sentence together. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Listen, if it went either way, whether it's Justin Zanuck that has the final call, whether it's Danny Ainge, that it really is here just to help out and like offer his expertise. But the thing is, is like all of them admitted yesterday, like, yeah, Danny comes with a pretty big Rolodex. Yeah. Like he knows guys. And Danny even pointed out yesterday that like he doesn't really have that big of a relationship with Justin Zanuck because the guy he's dealt with was Dennis Lindsay. Right. And so like if you use, you know, transitive property toward the rest of the league, the guy that most of the league has dealt with over Zanuck and Ainge is Danny Ainge. Yeah. And so I, I just don't think it's as clear as they think who the person is to call. Feeling good. And they could have a hierarchy in place that they're not saying, right? And right. if that hierarchy works or it fails and they and they decide to go with or to fire a person, then that's fine. But they're just not saying it. Yeah. You know, I mean, my initial reaction is I think I think you're spot on. Danny Ainge does have an impressive resume. He's had quite a bit of success. He won a title as, you know, was he GM or president? I've forgotten right. when when the Celtics won won the title. Um, he did draft the Jays. Yep. And they're real good. Um ultimately though, like my faith is with Justin Zanuck. It's like if if it's not broken, why fix it? And so I kind of have a hope that that Danny is just more of a a, a consultant. And I hope it's a bit more ornamental than it is instrumental. I also like, I have the question of like, are there now too many cooks in the kitchen? Right. And again, we don't know what that hierarchy is. We don't know who's, who's in the kitchen, you know, making the meals and, and making the phone calls and, and deals. And like, who's again, like you said, who's, who's, who's the guy, like if, if it goes South, who's falling on the sword, you know? Right. 
I we, think that that's the biggest thing. That. Yeah, that's the biggest thing is, and it, listen, it like, it is my job as the beat reporter to give the fans the information that they want, to give right. the fans the information that they need and to be like the eyes and ears behind the scenes that like they aren't able to be as fans. That's my job. And so I, I know that the fans want to know who's the guy and to not be able to tell them who's the guy is a weird position to be in. Yeah. I think, I think you're spot on another thing that has me uh, questioning bringing age and age into the fold is is just this this idea that that uh ryan smith wants to change the culture for the utah jazz and the state as a whole and i don't think it's possible when you bring in someone as conservative and reactionary with the laundry list of of strikes against him when it comes to those kind of social issues as danny ainge has you know there's the there's the quote that that Ryan Smith said about we're not going to or we're not just going to be anti-racist. We're going to be actively anti-racist. It's one of the things we're going to do. And I'm unapologetic about it. And when you, you know, you juxtapose that with with Danny Ainge's statement about in regards to Kyrie saying Boston is is racist, you know, Danny Ainge said, I think that we take those kinds of things seriously. I've never heard of any of that from any player that I've ever played with in my 26 years in Boston. I never heard that before from Kyrie and I talked to him quite a bit. So I don't know, as far as I'm concerned, it doesn't matter. We're just playing basketball. Players can say what they want. So like to be that dismissive right. about a place like Boston that has such a reputation for re- racism. And then to say, you want to, you want to change the culture. Like those two things don't fit. That's a square peg in a round hole, you know, and there's, there's, there's even more, more evidence to this. You know, there was a, who was it? There was a tweet by, by resist programming, RZST programming with two M's, uh, you know, 2012, Danny Ainge endorses uh, Mitt Romney, who didn't exactly have great stances when it comes to social justice and, and racism and and things of, of that nature and then in 2019 in an interview Danny Ainge said NBA players uh taking on Trump are quote just like Hollywood and quote the last people on earth I would ask their opinions or their political views and then he went on to say quote there's not very many players that I really care what they have to say so how can you change the culture how can you be anti-racist when you bring someone like this with this kind of baggage into the fold, it is totally contradictory um, and counters what Ryan Smith said. Uh, and I think it's a huge issue, especially when you have players on this team like Donovan Mitchell, who have been so outspoken about problems like racism, like CRT, like, you know, just the, the, the causes that he is invested in. And then have someone like Danny Ainge says, I don't care what you have to say. Right. Huge red flag. I don't care about the resume. I don't care about the accolades. But this is something I care about. If you really, truly want to change this culture, you can't bring in someone into the fold with 
with Danny Ainge's opinions and and his his track list of yeah. of of these statements. It's it's I don't know that that's really troublesome and really really frustrating to me. And again, a completely fair criticism because you know when the news that Ainge was hired came out, that was something that I saw from a lot of Jazz fans on social media as they were questioning like what about these things that he said in the past? How does that jive with the, you know, with the stance that the jazz have taken over the last couple of years? What's sad. Um, and I guess to Ainge's benefit is that jazz won the title. No one cares. Right. And like some people care. Yeah. But I, but I mean, most you're don't. right in the sense that winning tends to cure just about anything. Right. And that's, I mean, that's, that's kind of an unfortunate place that we, that we live in a a state of our society, that that is true, but whether it's sad or not, it remains true. And so um, like the, the jazz could do a lot of things. They could do the same thing that they do with a lot of other executives, owners, um, people across the league, across not just the NBA, just across everything. They could just not have Danny talk about those things. He could be quiet. They could they can push him in the background when things of that nature come to light. And if they win, then no one says anything. Sure, but I, that seems to me, and I and I understand where you're where you're coming from, and I think it's a really valid point. Um, I just I find it incredibly disingenuous. Yeah frustrating disingenuine to to say these things and then be like oh yeah our ceo right is not going to comment on said issues right and if he does it's probably going to be pretty contradictory to what we've said in the past can danny Ainge's heart and mind be changed yes right maybe being around someone like donovan mitchell would be good at the same time, it didn't seem like Jalen Brown. Yeah, he didn't seem to give a shit about Jalen Brown, who's the more like one of the most thoughtful and outspoken and, and outspoken people in the NBA. Yeah. You and know? so, like, listen, all things are possible, right? A lot, a lot of weird stuff. I mean, I I understand where the jazz are coming from when they are saying, like, listen, you got a guy with Danny Ainge's like network and the years and experience and all the things that he's seen over, you know, 63 trades over 18 years. Like that's a lot of stuff, a lot of things that you could have learned from. Right. And it's, it's hard not to have that guy say like, I want to come on board and not bring him on board. I get that. Like I, as a team that's wanting to like have weapons on all front, I get it. I, I just think that there are still a lot of question marks. Yeah. There's a lot of question marks, a lot of questions from the fans that like, I, I don't know how to answer those questions. And I think that that, that's what's frustrating. That's what's frustrating for me is like, if, you know, people are pushing back on the idea that Ainge doesn't have a great track record when it comes to like outspoken players and all of the things that you brought up. I don't know how to, I don't know how to answer those questions other than to say like they hired him. It's over. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, I think at the end of the day, like it's been reported that Ryan and Danny Ainge are good friends and they are golfing buddies. And like, they are. at the end of the day, I guess you just want to go and like go to work and hang out with your friends. Right. Well, and man, the NBA probably uh, like a lot of large corporations is a place where connections matter more than anything sure. else. And that's been happening since the inception of the league. You know, people will hire the people they know. And that's fine. It's, um, and again, if, if you know, the, if the guy you know is Danny Ainge and he comes to you and he's like, I've got an in with these guys and I've got numbers you don't have. And I come with, you know, all of this, you know, cachet, it matters. Yeah. But like, what does that cachet and that network and that experience mean in the scope of the Utah Jazz? Like, right. what is it? What ultimately, like the the NBA is an entertainment product, and it's meant to entertain the fans, and so the fans will be the ones that judge it in the end. Yep. And if they don't know who to judge, it puts the fans in a weird spot. Agreed. I guess. I mean, all we can do is is wait and see, right? Right. It's it's such a wait and see situation because like. We don't know what's going to happen and we don't know how things work. <laughs> it's so it's so weird for me to be like just shrugging my shoulders a lot. Sure. So, I mean, listen, he got Kevin Garnett to come to Boston. Right? If he can get KG 2.0 to come to the Utah Jazz in Evan Mobley. Right. <laughs> fine with it. And there are a lot of people that have a lot of really good things to say about Denny Ainge too. And like people yeah. whose opinions that I do respect and trust. I talked to Ty Lu last night and he, and he was like, Danny Ainge gave me my first shot at being a coach ever. Yeah. You know, when doc rivers calls Danny Ainge and he's like, I want to bring on Ty Lu onto the staff. Danny didn't have to say yes to that. No, he didn't at all. And, you know, Ty Lue also talked about the fact, like, watching him make deals and watching him work. I mean, he's a competitive guy, and he he screws over other teams with absolute impunity. And so that, that's that's kind of a good thing to have. And I think that also one of the things that we can say for Ainge is, like, you know, a feather in his cap is that the Jazz do have a history of waiting too long to let go. And maybe (laughs) and maybe loyalty mattering more than product. And Ainge has never had that problem. Yeah. Like if the Jazz were kind of maybe waffling on trading a player because of loyalty, I think that Ainge might be like the 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 voice of reason to step into that situation. Listen, I wish Joe Ingles incredibly well. <laughs> I was trying not to be so pointed. <laughs> yeah. I'm just kidding. I love Joe. Yeah, we love But Joe. I no, you bring up you bring up good points. I'm just I think like like all jazz fans and like you and and you know the rest of the reporters and and people on the NBA beat, I think there's just there are a lot of question marks surrounding this uh the signing and listen, I hope it works out for the best. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm naturally skeptical and, and I think 
30 plus years of being a jazz fan has made me pretty cynical. Right. So I'm just going to have, I'm going to take like a wait and see approach. And I, I think that that is completely re I, can, I think it is absolutely reasonable for anyone looking at this situation as a jazz fan to come at it with a pretty strong sense of trepidation and to not want to like jump two feet in either way. I think that that is completely natural. And it's kind of the point that I was trying to get across to them yesterday is like all of these questions are natural questions and they're going to be coming and, and they won't stop coming. And so I think that it's good for them to kind of have it on their radar that like, these are the things that people are thinking about. Agreed. You're really good at this. I'm, really, I'm just so good at this. Oh, you know what? Before we finish off, you know, this has been our Danny Ainge reaction episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, I want to give a really, really special shout out to Kylie and Troy. They stopped by and said hi at the game last night. And they were like, we love the pod. And they also, Kylie said that I am very cool, which... <laughs> I mean, I'm instantly in love. I think that they might be my best friends now. I'm not sure. <laughs> and cool. cool. It's, been, <laughs> it's been great knowing you. <laughs> uh, thanks so much for stopping by and thanks so much for listening. We, we love when we hear from listeners and that, it was just really cool to have someone walk by and they're like, we love the pod. And I was like, wait, come back and say more. Wow. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. Adore. Uh, yeah. Just, just shower me with your love and affection. Yeah. So shout out to them. And um, there's going to be an, uh, another episode coming out after this one. Hell yes. Bonus day, baby. We love big bonuses. Rate, review, subscribe, do all of the things. Follow Greg at Dad Champ Dad. Follow me at NBA Sarah. Send us an email, unsalvageablepod at gmail.com. And we will talk to you soon. Bye.